As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome to Medroom Chronicles. Join nurses and other care providers as they let you in on discussions usually reserved for the privacy of the locked medication room. In this weekly nursing podcast, the filters come off and we tell it like it is. Your hosts, nurses Adrienne Benning and Andrew Craig, are here to educate and entertain on all things in the nursing world. This podcast is intended for nursing students, nurses, nursing assistants, and other care providers. Non-medical folk will probably get a kick out of us, too. If you like what you hear, subscribe and share. Happy nursing, folks. Welcome to Medroom Chronicles. I am here, per usual, with my buddy Andrew. Andrew, hey, how you doing? Fantastic. How are you doing, Adrian? <laughs> Good. I woke you up from a sound <laughs> nap. <laughs> <laughs> well, we we had an appointment, and I totally, nearly blew you off. And Sarah comes room, and she's like, "What's going on?" I'm like, "What do you mean, what's going on?" And sure enough, I slept over, slept 40 minutes. So here we are. Sorry about that. Yeah, It's okay. Initially, I had like five seconds of like, what the fuck? And then after that, I was like, if I had a dollar for every time I had done that to somebody because I needed sleep, I would be able to take us off dinner so honestly i'm not upset it happens i'm glad you did wake up because the amount of time that we have to record is you know it's precious and limited so hi yes Yes. (laughs) so traveler talk we were just talking about this off off recording a minute ago um you had posted a plea to your group asking uh folks to submit some questions for us for this recording and nobody did but i don't take offense to that because you have such lively, energetic, robust conversation in Traveler Talk that um, it just it got buried. And that's okay because that means that people got a lot of things on their mind and a lot of communication is happening. So tell me, you, ha- you said you have some interesting things to say about this. Yes, we're exploding right now. We have 4,000 4, to 300 members. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, over uh, a little over a month, Adrian. Um it's been wild and awesome, a very stressful, very time-consuming. And uh, I wanted to share with you some interesting statistics that I just found out about my group. Um, because you do have these this section about uh, – from it's the group insights that Facebook provides you organically or by default. And uh, we've had over 1,000 posts. We've had over 10,000 comments. We've had over 43,000 
<laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> Isn't it? In just a short period of time. Yeah. And, you know, we've kind of said it a few times. If you build it, they'll come. If there's a need for something and that need is not being met and you open up a space for that need to be met, people are going to jump all over it. So congrats yeah. on the, the group and the growth. Um, I've been participating a little bit as appropriate, but I'm not a traveler, so I don't know about a lot of this stuff. But I really enjoy reading about it and seeing the engagement yes. and seeing, like, the number of people. Um, I've also really liked seeing the conflict resolution. There hasn't been much, but there was one post that I saw that somebody was like, everybody's bitching on here just like everybody everywhere else. And instead yeah. of people being like, nah, get out of here, shut up. People were like, what can we do? What did, what did we miss? Yeah. Like we must've missed something. Cause that's not the spirit of this. So I think I thought it was great to see that like the, the like warm fuzzies were occurring organically yes. without you as a, you know, the wizard of Oz stepping in and being like, don't do that. Um, so I'm glad to see a bit of self-regulation, um, little bit of filtration of the mm -hmm. fish tank. Mm -hmm. I really like that. Yeah. I, at first, when I started the group, I had to be the wizard, right? Um, I had to remind people about um, communication and, and what we're doing here. And this is about, about change. And, and now I think what people are learning is that there is a different way to communicate online. You know, I'm really learning that uh, communicating via Facebook uh, with written communication with a passionate subject is an art. And we all need to reevaluate how we type things. I'm learning that people are themselves um if they uh, got out of hand they're checking each other but i think what's really happening is people are changing the way they communicate which that is pretty powerful yeah it's it's impressive to see it's um i'm i i mean i i'm kind of at a loss for words because i'm like wow yeah that's that's a lot of growth in a very short amount of time and it's so niche too it's not like you can just get the masses rolling on in like these are 4,000 and some people that are just traveling healthcare professionals. So, I mean, it just, it goes to show that, um, that when you bring a group together in a good place, that they can actually ac accomplish a lot in terms of like discussion, problem solving, sharing of information and education. So kudos. I, I want to, it's, probably like a 60 40 split um 40 recruiters and then of that 40 percent oh yeah there are uh anywhere from client managers which is like the liaison between the agency and uh division managers business development people marketing people uh, all the way up to vp ceos and presidents of companies i know of um at least three that are part of the group that that had multi-million dollar companies so it's like it's it's the gamut it's like it's like everywhere from the bottom tier person so to speak the low totem pole all the way to the chief and everything in between so it's really fascinating to see the the real challenge with being in a position like this with a growing group that's niche is you know uh, how do you monetize that how do you do that with ethics and integrity and True. that is is the challenge that I'm finding because, um, again, I, I keep in mind, you know, we've talked about this, the Wayne's world thing, you know, I'm not trying to, uh, plaster corporate sponsors all over my stuff. Um, but in a world that it seems like so many people do that, how, 
is something that while still maintaining your vision and integrity. Uh, um, I imagine that comes with a whole set of challenges that, you know, a lot of us probably can't even imagine thoroughly, but also at the same time, like there's so much more you can do with a little bit of capital or, or a platform, even if there's not an exchange of money or goods that's exchanged, Mm -hmm. even getting the platform of some of these larger entities can be really helpful, but it's true. You have to do it with integrity. You have to know who you've got um, vouching for you or who you're kind of linking yourself to, because you want to make sure that, you know, they not only do you re- retain as much creative control as you can, if that's what you want to do, but also that it's mm-hmm. true that you're not throwing your voice behind something that's contrary to what you believe or what your mission is or, you know, whatever. So what is the uh, topic du jour? I mean, I had we've this is the thing. I've got a list of about eight million topics that I want to talk about. But then when it comes time to record, I'm either like, oh, I want to research that a little better or, oh, I'm saving that topic for a particular person that I want to talk to. But one thing that we haven't done, we did a few episodes of our pet peeves in nursing. Mm. And I really feel like maybe it's time that, um, especially while we're both in, in good places, we should talk about the things we love about nursing. You feel like you can do that? I could probably scrounge up a couple of things from the depths. Let's find, I, I can mean, find I'm, you down there. I'm doing this on the fly too. So I only have one that's like my my go-to answer from when we planned on recording this yeah. from before. Yeah. But um, yeah, there's plenty of stuff that I love. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, well, I tell you what, I'll, I'll see inside you're up. You have one solid answer in mind. I will, <laughs> I will start with my uh, answer or one that comes off to my mind as well here. And, and it, and it really is that nursing despite what you believe has so many opportunities available to you beyond the bedside than you could ever imagine. And obviously I'm a supporter of the online thing, but I'm a firm believer that our clinical experience gives us the right and the knowledge to take that and create something of your own. The online world is so uh, valuable, and I think not enough nurses tap into it. I see a little bit. There's a, a like a growing population of nurse entrepreneurs online. Mm-hmm. Uh, we talk about like uh, content writers or coaches um, or uh, even nursing YouTubers that uh, have grown a population, and they do speaking, and then they do all kinds of consulting. And so that's just one facet, and that's really relevant to my life. I started simply with my cell phone four and a half months ago, mm-hmm. and I've gone to uh, zero to having a substantial Facebook group. Granted, I came into a very specific niche, which helped, but it just shows you that if you believe in something, um, you can do it. And I think not enough nurses get out of their their traditional mindset of I need to be a med surge bedside nurse forever. And I encourage you to look beyond that if uh, you're wanting more, if you're craving more, if you're not satisfied with uh, your current situation. And I feel like this, I mean, shit, we could talk about this for an hour or two, but um, just the idea of like there being there being jobs that don't even exist yet 
you know, that, that a lot of people are creating these new jobs because they see a need. Um, and so I think it's really interesting. I had no idea that nurses did some of the things that they do. Some of the more obvious stuff away from the bedside, like in the, in the legal field or like in the consulting realm, but it's true. Like people are, um, here's the thing regardless, I mean, there might be a point where you're so, no, that's not even true. There's no point in your nursing career at which you don't have something to bring to the table. Okay. Mm -hmm. Because even if you are green as hell and you are on orientation, you haven't been really working on your own very long, you still have the perspective of a new nurse coming into the industry. What's broken, what's working, what systems are in place to support nurses? Um, What are the difficulties of transitioning from student to nurse? There's like never, and then, you know, all the way through up to the seasoned nurse that can talk at great length about many, many aspects of uh, patient care, um, evidence-based practice, research. I mean, the list goes on and on. Um, So I think that it's great that, and I also think it dismisses all of those haters that are like, well, why are you an authority on this? Because when you do something 40 hours a week or 36 hours a week or 70 hours a week, depending on where you work, even if you've only been doing it for a number of months, think of how many hours, think of how many dressing changes, how many meds passed, how many conflicts uh, averted. Think about all of the things like people are like, oh, you're, you've only been a nurse a year. What? Yeah, that's a year longer than a nurse who just started. And that's, Mm -hmm. you know, a year and a half longer than somebody who's just doing their last round of clinicals. So I think it's incredible that at any point in your career, you have something that you can bring to the community. Um, And that can lead to jobs, you know. For sure. I wanted to squash the myth that just because a person doesn't have the experience in doesn't mean you can't do greatness. And I think the assumption is that you don't know enough or you're not experienced enough. And that's just complete crap. And I think what I've learned about being so public about as I am, um, and I do that very intentionally as far as my transparency. I talk a lot about my motives and my my thinking to the public so people are very aware of what I'm doing because I think we need more of that in our society. I think secrecy mm-hmm. and lack of transparency erodes trust, and I wanted to be the direct opposite of that. We don't nurse alone, so we shouldn't be isolated and you know we, we should have community about us because really mm-hmm. it's about working with other people, even people that you probably don't like. Um, but I didn't mean to derail your your train of thought there no that's okay i'm starting i have this kind of uh this is the equivalent of a a third shift brain right now that we've discussed this in previous (laughs) podcasts well so uh, bear with me if i'm a little like uh zombified on my end if i sound a little high it's not because i've been smoking weed it's because i'm indeed kind of a a sleepy zombie right now been sleeping (laughs) no and actually i haven't been awake for very long but i had the jump on you because i was able to like actually shower and um Mm -hmm. make myself look like a real person um and then as soon as we're done with this call, I'm going to shovel food into my face because I've got a 12 hour shift ahead of me. Yeah. So that's absolutely number one on our list of things that we love. Is it, what's the, um, uh, the reading rainbow theme song? Like, uh, you can go twice as high. Yeah. You can, you can do, uh, yes. 
Oh yeah, that's it's the inter, it's the it's like the bridge or whatever. I can go anywhere. <laughs> yeah, that's that's nursing the nursing range. Yes, um, I want to just say before we moved on that uh, our clinical culture is very oppressive to nursing creativity. It doesn't allow us to be ourselves because we're we're so heavy handed in protocols, procedures, evidence based practice, and just the professionalism. General... Yes. yes. Mm-hmm. Oh yes. Yeah, and I just want to encourage people that are thinking about you know doing their own thing, you know, in a different avenue. That uh, it is okay for you to be you. And uh, I was, I'll give you an example. Recently, I was, com- I was uh, accused of being unprofessional. Um, I wrote a post about it. In fact, I made it, <laughs> I made it a, a, an ad on Facebook. I posted it. <laughs> did you see that post? I did. Yeah, I did. Oh, what did you think? <laughs> you, I, I'm right there with you. I'm like, yeah. you know what? I'm like the F-bomb nurse. Yeah. And while that's highly unprofessional, do you have any idea? Yeah. Quote unquote unprofessional. And here's the thing. I'm not going to be like loosey goosey in patient care. I'm not going to be like dropping F-bombs with my patients. But the point is, is that I'm not going to restrict myself to create this air of like, whatever. This is who I am as a person. I'm more professional when I'm at the bedside. But also, if I have a patient that I'm going to match how they're talking to me. If I have a patient that's talking to me in like very casual, like, you know, blunt terms, I'm not going to be rude to them, but I'm also not going to be like, well, I actually, I had... I, I don't <laughs> I don't I don't want to give um, I don't want to get too aside. Who am I kidding? This is going to go a little astray. But I had a patient once who had had a patient and her uh, family member, her, her spouse had had a horrible, horrible experience at this other hospital. I mean, I'm not going to it's such a specific story. I can't recount details, but it was they just had like she almost died because people weren't paying attention. And so. Um, this couple, they assigned me to this this couple, and the charge nurse was like, "They will love you um, if you can just." And they made they made the joke. This wasn't real, but the the charge made the joke. Like, if you could like flash your tattoo and maybe put in a bigger nose ring, they might like you a little better. I went in and did something, and I can't remember what I was doing, but I said, "I'm sorry, I'm just I'm just trying to follow the rules." And they said, "We hate people that follow the rules. People that follow the rules got us into trouble." And it took me a little while to like win them over, but then they were finally like. Oh, okay. You were trying to make a good impression because you thought you were we were pissed, but really you are someone who's able to think outside the box and advocate even when the yes. algorithm says A B C D. Yes. Like you can recognize when protocols don't don't help the patient. Um, right. And I'm not and I'm not advocating that people ignore protocols. I'm just saying like you need to be able to have your own voice and mm. know how to advocate for your patients when they need mm. advocacy. For some people, that does mm. mean they're very professional and concise and and other people. That means they go to the doctor that they've worked with for years and they say, what? Lucky Land Casino asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. What the hell are we doing? Let's fix this. So mm-hmm. I think that you need, you, you need to find your voice and your ability to like say, to like talk to other people that way, you know, like oh, yeah. communi- communicate oh, yeah. with your colleagues, meet them where they are. Oh yeah. I think that uh, when you, when you talk about finding your voice, I think that it comes with with a, a degree of time and confidence. And I think confidence comes with time or at least it should. Yeah, um, yeah. Because when I first started doing nursing, I was very timid. And even when I called the doctor, even when I sent a fax to the doctor, I'm like, Ooh, you know, I don't, am I missing something here? What are they going to think of me? Is this going to be a stupid request? And there, there comes to a point where you just don't give a shit what they say. You care about how it affects the patient. Right. And that's a great place to be. And I think we all get there at some point. It's just when we get there. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Um, how did we get? I, was that was that was a just, that we were on? Uh, that was a very long tangent. <laughs> I was so we're we're talking about what we love about nursing. What makes us happy oh, yeah. about nursing? I had lost the plot for a second there. Um, okay, so my number one, my number one. Now that we're a little ways into this conversation, we're rolling. I'm hot now. Um, I love. This is a little bit different. This is maybe more like real specific, but I love snarky, crotchety but lovable old men. And old women too, but I really love, you know, the patient I'm talking about, the old man who everything you say, he's got some kind of joke. Sometimes they're a little on the crass side, but you know, a little bit gruff, but you know, deep down they're like a nice person and you can like chip away at that shell. Um, But I, I love snarky, grouchy old men. No one comes to mind specifically, but those are usually the patients that I can win over. Those are the patients that like at the end of the shift when I'm like, you know, wishing them well and introducing them to the next nurse, they go, you're a good kid. And they like kind of give me the fist, the gentle fist to the chin. Um, (laughs) Those are the guys that I like, you know. Um, Oh, yeah. Those guys are kind of a challenge, right? You know, yeah, talk they about are. whittling away or peeling back the onion layers of of gruffness and years of old man, you know, <laughs> not hate, but angry, uh, grumpy old man yelling at people from their porch. And then they come into the hospital because they haven't seen they've been to the doctor for 47 years. They're like, mm-hmm. who the hell are you? And I'm like, I'm your nurse today. And they're like, I don't give a shit. Get out of my room. And then <laughs> And that's how you start. You know, that's 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 a hello. That's a you know, when he says, I don't give a shit, he's really saying, hi, my name is John. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, yeah. and actually, I did think of an example. So I had this patient. He wasn't able to speak um, because of his condition. And I was assessing him for pain. And I said, you know. I said his name. Are you, are you hurting anywhere? Is what I'll say to people. Like because sometimes when you say, "Do you are you experiencing pain?" People go, mm, "What?" So I just said, you know, I said, "I'm going to call him Bob." Bob wasn't his name. "Bob, are you hurting right now?" And he kind of gave me like a shrug and a like an eye roll and I was like, "What is what does that mean? Come on. 
Come on. And he and he kind of like, you know, swatted his hand like, eh, don't worry about it, kid, was like what he was trying to say to me. And I was like, no, no, here's the thing. My responsibility is to make sure that you're okay. And if you're hurting, you're not okay. And I just took a minute, you know, I can't remember exactly. I mean, I'm, I'm like paraphrasing my interaction, but I basically, you know, I didn't just go, Oh, okay. He's not, having, all right, cool. Not having any pain. Peace. I was like, no, really, come on. Like, like I would even go so far as to say to someone who's like really stoic, I'd be like, I won't tell anybody. Like, I won't tell the missus. I'll give you a little Tylenol. <laughs> Nobody has to know. And usually it'll, they it'll crack. Be... Yeah. <laughs> and usually they'll crack a smile and they'll be like, oh, okay, all right. And then they'll let me treat their pain. And, I, you know, it, it's enough to be a grouchy old man. But then to be a grouchy old man in pain, mm-mm, you're getting that Tylenol. <laughs> I'm not going to force you, but I'm going to strongly encourage you. To I love that, pain. Adrian. I love that you're you're like you're like I won't tell the missus it'll be our little secret. <laughs> and, and then they're like, mm, the blonde nurse wants to do something. No, really, it's like I'm giving them PO Tylenol, but really, it's like this clandestine. Like, okay, I'm gonna go get the Tylenol. Shh, she's asleep on the couch. I just I won't. Right. I'll, just, I'll just give I, this to you real quick. I haven't felt this much excitement in seventy years. <laughs> oh my god. And guess what? I got fresh applesauce so you can swallow it. <laughs> like it's truly like old man, old man nurse fantasy. But no, but like yeah. I joke, but but I love those. I love those patients that, you know, part of them you need to whittle away to get at the, the soft gooey nougat center um is is nougat gooey i don't even know the the soft soft candy roll center (laughs) um uh, but you know also i like the sarcasm it makes me giggle when you know uh you know when you're when you're doing like an intake and uh (laughs) you're like you know does anyone does anyone hurt you? Have you been hit or abused? Right, right. And, and they're like, "Well, just the misses, but she's been doing it for sixty years, you know." Right. And you know they're kidding. Right. And then she's like, "Oh, Harold," and you're like, "Okay, clearly they're like needling each other." Uh, of course, I'm of course I'm not assessing this with the wife at the bedside, but you know what you know what I mean. I know when what they're you like mean. joking Stop about it. about marital marital discord. Once in yeah. a while, he gets slapped with the purse or something but right right so yeah that's why that's like one of my favorite things do you ever get the old man that uh he'll cop a feel he'll get a little pinch of the tush and he'll he'll, you'll turn around and give you'll go oh and he'll just kind of give you this wink like how you doing so so it's the the majority of the it has happened the majority of the times it's happened it's been Uh like a patient who's not totally cognizant of what they're doing like it actually uh-huh. happened it actually happened on my last shift it was actually really funny um it was totally innocent but this this gentleman he was it was UTI situation mildly confused you know it happens yeah. with our elderly they get a yes. little infection and they go a little well he was kind of clearing out of it but anyway i was tucking him into bed i was getting everything done and i went to reach okay so imagine this i went to reach to pull his pillow down cuz it like yep. wasn't totally behind his head so i like kind of reached an arm on either side of his shoulders and i was like here let me pull your pillow down 
everybody's a little confused and like he's a friendly guy and you know i didn't feel it was sexual in nature but he like reached up to give me a hug and he kissed me on the cheek uh-huh. it was it was more granddad than yeah. um than creepy, like creepy creepy it, i'm yeah, making yeah, a pass yeah. at you yeah. but it's, it's usually stuff like that or like i'll be helping someone roll and they'll be like reaching for the bed rail but they're like not totally able to move perfectly so they'll like go to yes. swing their arm over and like they, they catch a little boob um <laughs> that's you know usually when it happens it's a younger individual and they're intending to do it but you know not really the old man population it's usually like the yeah yeah so i don't i, I don't mind you. it you know, i don't mind it so on much side, you know honestly on the flip side uh we guy nurses don't ever get experience like that as far as i know i've never gotten that but i don't, I don't know i guess i just don't i, I think it's sexy at work well here's the thing and this is and this is not i mean sometimes people just don't come across it um yeah if you're lucky not i don't know that all male nurses however i was just reading something recently in one of the i can't remember which forum it was in but actually um men do experience men in healthcare do experience um kind of some sexual harassment like for example i've had old ladies you know like um not just old ladies but like for example i had an old lady who was the wife of my patient a male nurse came in to help me turn him and she said oh good they brought the strapping young man and so while that's while that's you know old lady speak for like oh young young handsome guy at the same time like i wouldn't want to be called you know i don't know what the female equivalent like the dainty not that women have to be dainty but like i don't know what the ge- the other gendered equivalent would be yes yes but i wouldn't like it if somebody was like oh you brought the young supple nurse like who <laughs> who wants that i mean really um which i've started using a new face cream so i do think i'm more supple by the way <laughs> adrian from now on, we're we're not a- allowed to use the word supple because I think that's in the same. It's the same category it's as moist, moist, yeah. moist and moist. supple. Moist, moist. Which, which that's that. Those are the those are the bastard cousins to the word taut. Oh, taut. <laughs> which oh my god! This brings me to a pet peeve when people say his skin is taunt. T A U N T. That's not the fucking word, people. Sorry, first F bomb of the show. We're like a half hour in. That was pretty good for me, you guys. Yes. Um, but yeah, when people say the skin looks very taunt, no, it doesn't. It's not taunting oh, you. Oh, is it it's part taunt. of a haunted house now? Is that what? Yes. <laughs> the haunty taunty. <laughs> listen, I. You know, while we're talking, I I actually have a third thing that we could kind of talk about a little bit when we mm-hmm. when we talk about things that we love about nursing. I want to I want to switch gears a little bit. You know, get do a little it, more it. sappy. You know, and all that ooey gooeyness that we love so very much. Do it. But I want to talk about um, really the the foundational reason why I became a nurse and. It comes from because you look so I mean, good in scrubs. <laughs> rather, of course, I mean you know it. You stop it. You stop it. <laughs> it's that. Sorry, Sarah. <laughs> genuine human connection that you get with people, right? You 
you and it doesn't happen at the immediate beginning of your shift. It's it's often in times of terror or emergency, um, or it could be an end of life situation, um, or you just connect with them on a different level because you have the same interest that comes up in conversation. And you know what? There's there's this moment where you you look at someone's eyes, you connect, and you just realize that you know. First of all, I'm here for you as the patient, but you know what? If it was the other way around and I was in the bed, that they would probably do the same for me. And that is a very special feeling. Um, and I think that is something that it honestly doesn't happen that often. Uh, but when we get that feeling, it's it's really what drives us to do what we do because 99% of our job sometimes, or at least it feels like, is often very heavy and extremely emotionally exhausting, to say the least. What do you think? Oh, yes. uh, yeah, absolutely. And actually, I always I always find it sweet when my patients are protective of me, when my patients are like, honey, you look really tired. Have you been able to sit down? Or when people say things like, oh, you don't have to get that for me now. Like, it's fine. I can wait. You you have other things to do. You know, when people are like looking out for me and I always say to patients, it's kind of like my go-to phrase is I say, you tell me what you need and you let me do the time management. Okay. That's what I went to school for. And mm-hmm. then people will usually be like, oh, okay, all right. Um, but it's true. Like you develop, and it doesn't happen with every patient. Sometimes you have patients that are nuts you can't crack or people who it's just not in their personality to be, you know, that whatever to make those connections with people that aren't family. Um, But it is always nice when you know that, like, for example, there, there are these moments when I can tell a lot just from the way a person grasps my hand. I am, mm-hmm. I'm not a touchy feely nurse in a sense that like, I'm very handsy with people, but I am someone that if I'm standing at your bedside talking to you, it's my natural instinct that unless there's some reason why, like I wouldn't do it with like a 22 year old female, but if it's like an older patient or someone who's really sick, I'll just hold their hand while mm-hmm. I'm talking to them. It's just very casual. I'll just walk up to the bedside and I'll just kind of slide my hand into theirs and I'll say let's talk for a second or whatever you know whatever i'm going to say um so it's nice when you when people when they grab your hand back and i i can't describe it other people might know what i'm talking about but you can tell an emotion you can either tell urgency and fear or you can tell when someone's like they don't want to let go they're like don't don't leave Mm -hmm. um but you also can tell when someone squeezes your hand that's like, there's a thank you squeeze. Do you know what I'm talking about? Like, mm-hmm. sometimes it's just a brief kind of like, just a quick little hand squeeze. I mean, there's, I feel, I feel crazy saying this, but I feel like there's a whole language in just like touching someone's hand like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think it's great when we have those patients that we can make the connection with. And mm-hmm. on our, on, on rescue, we see a lot of patients over and over again for many, many years. And so it makes it, I mean, that's a whole other topic there too. I should jot this down. When you become 
when you when you genuinely care about your patients, like not just like, oh, I'm altruistic, like I care about my patients. But when you're like, I've known this person for seven years, I've seen them three times a year, I've seen them almost die, I've seen them get better, I've seen them almost die again, and you're you have a different relationship. And those are people that like you know their spouses, you know their kids, you know their um Mm-hmm. So I think that there's a, a an entire hierarchy of like that connection with your yes. patients. Well, and I think that uh, I don't want to make assumptions, but I would I would I'm going to assume anyway. <laughs> I would say the average med surge nurse. I mean, yes, they see frequent flyers, but rescue has a very different dynamic. I mean, you're talking yeah. about. Um, and, and you say three times a year, and I know that in some cases it's more frequent than that. Oh, well, yeah, and it's sometimes every other it's month. Every, you know? Yeah, sometimes it's constant. Yeah, yeah and, um, and and that you know who who knows why that is? It could be just a person doesn't do their CBT or their treatments, and they're just in and in, in, out, in, out, in, out because of that population that just because they have frequent lung infections. Um, but yeah, that, and it's and, and it's, other, it's you know yeah, it is. And so I actually wrote that down. That I think should be like a whole other conversation. Yeah. Okay. So is it my turn? Let's, let's keep this, let's keep this flowing. We're at let's about, we've got maybe another 20 minutes to record. So let's okay. try to get a couple more in. Um, let's see another thing that I love. Oh, okay. I love, how do I want to word this? <laughs> I love the ebb and flow of a nursing shift. So I don't like it when a shift is completely dead when the keyword abounds and no call lights are going because I work night shift. Okay. So there are periods of time. Yes. There's always something to be done. Clean the unit, brush up on competencies, whatever, blah, blah, blah. We all know we don't do that. If you're having a busy shift and you get a chance to sit, you sit your ass down. But I don't like those shifts where it feels like I've been there for 38 hours because nothing is happening. I'm cold. I'm tired. My charting is done. The unit is stocked. Everything is, you know, there's literally not another thing I can do save waking people up (laughs) to create work to do. Mm -hmm. Those nights are rare, but they happen. I hate those. I also hate the like balls to the walls night, which maybe I shouldn't use that phrase. I also hate the crazy nights where you don't get a chance to breathe, to think, to pee, to stop. I don't Mm -hmm. want that. I like the ebb and the flow. I like it Mm -hmm. when it's chill for a while. You can sit, have a conversation, drink some coffee, have, you know, get your charting done. And then you get busy for a while and then some time passes and then you get another opportunity. So I really like the bedside nursing allows for that because while you should always be helping your coworkers and staying busy, it's nice when you have those periods where your teams worked well together, everybody's turned, everybody's clean, everybody's had their medications and you can just like chill for a minute. So it's that. <laughs> Hello, it is Ryan. And I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me. And you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase 
necessary. BDW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Like the perfect cycle for me is that like ebb mm-hmm. and flow of like now it's busy. Now it's quiet. Now it's busy. Now it's quiet. And I don't know if other people would agree with me on that. But that I feel is where I thrive um, because yeah. I don't get sleepy, but I also don't get so sweaty that I hate being there. <laughs> mm-hmm. I was thinking uh, you reminded me of uh, a little bit of a tangent here. You know there are some things that we find very satisfying in nursing. Like uh, for instance, when you put in this glorious new IV <laughs> put on this fresh dressing or when you're, cha- or when you're draining out or you're emptying out this really wicked drain, uh, I'll give you a, a, an example. It's so gross. I had a guy that had a, <laughs> a biliary JP drain and it was, it, the drainage that was coming out was the most putrid, uh, semi-bloody, cloudy, slight brown drainage. Uh, oh, ever. my. It was so gross because uh, he had a biliary cyst era, and so they were draining that. And then it was so satisfying, Adrian. They were having me flush it a little bit to keep it patent. And um, for for whatever reason, I did something and I made that bad boy drain a good 300 mils of this – the ugliest shit that you've ever seen come out of a human being. <sighs> and <laughs> – I don't know what it was, but it was like popping a zit that was giant. Oh. You, you you know those cis videos. You know what I'm oh, talking God. about. And yeah, and those are ones that I usually watch for like 10 seconds because I'm like, yes. And then after 10 seconds, I'm like, I hate myself. I'm going to go. <laughs> it completely reminds me of something I got to tell you. So um, it completely off topic here. But in Traveler Talk, there's, you know, two populations. There's an agency side and there's a, a nursing side. And uh, there is this guy. Uh, he created a video that showed uh, based on some good ideas like how to, you know, uh, get out there. And he so what he did is he to, to um, think of things from nursing perspective, he had his uh, some of his recruiters, like six of them watch videos of things that we might encounter in our job non-medical people watching some videos of our work and oh, wow and it Hello. was it was hilarious because i'm like yeah that, that looks about right yep that looks about right and then but i'm watching them and half of them are nearly vomiting and it was so satisfying to know that at bare minimum, I have an iron stomach at this point. Yes. I mean, at bare minimum, oh, yeah. I can handle just about any icky thing that could possibly come my way. I think no matter what, I can um, take it. Yeah, short of like disemboweling or right. um, something really horrific. I, you know, a horror. I haven't seen a lot of traumas. I've seen, no, I take that back. I've seen, I've seen a fair number of traumas, um, not as a nurse, but as a nursing assistant. Short of something really horrific, I think I, I could be just fine. I've only, <laughs> I wish Brad was here to talk about this. I've only, almost vomited at work 
once. And Brad was on the other side of the bed with me. It was a patient who, let's just say their digestion wasn't happening. And so it was coming out the way it looked going in. Mm -hmm. And this person had a penchant for tacos. So imagine cleaning up... I'm not going to say anymore. It was horrific. It was the worst fucking smell I've ever smelled in my life. I am a taco lover. It was like the most life-ruining bed change of my life. And Brad, the patient had no idea that I was literally about to vomit in the chucks with her. Ugh, It was so bad. It's the only time I've ever been that grossed out. And Brad sometimes will cite it at work. He'll be like, hey, remember taco poops? And he does it to mess with me. He does it to fuck with me. Because even now, I'm not going to stop talking about it a second. Because even now, I'm kind of like, I'm there. I can smell it. And I'm feeling queasy. So that's the end of that. I'm like, I'm overly salivating. I feel like I need to spit in the trash can. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, here right, we go. I got, right. I got another one. Another one. Here we go. There. Okay. So it, it go. Okay, it's in line with, uh, you know, after after work breakfast, right? Um, there is something to be said about the camaraderie and team effort of a good crew of people that you work with. There's something palpable there when you, it's like you're a well-oiled machine that is just, you're going to, you're running back and forth, back and forth. You, you need me to do that for your patient. Yeah. Can you do this for my patient? Yeah. Okay. Team effort. Yes. Let's do this. Yes. I love those nights. Yes. And and I, and I absolutely love that. It brings me back to sports a little bit. It brings me back to football. Um, There's, there's just something so special about uh, working with a great crew of people um, that I absolutely love. Yeah. And you know, I, I look at every, every time I look at the schedule to see who I'm working with before I go in um, there's once in a while, there's a mix of people that, you know, not people that I don't like. I, I don't, I don't really have anybody on my unit that I don't like or that I can't get along with, but when it's either a group that's like not very talkative or they don't know each other very well, or, um, you know, we've got a lot of floats and so we don't have a dynamic. Those can kind of mess with those kinds of nights where you're just like, everybody's getting stuff done. It also helps when you've got nurses that have been there like three or four nights and everybody knows every patient. Like you don't even need report. You're just like, oh, I got it. I had her three nights ago. It's cool. I'll get her to the bathroom. And it's just like, it's those perfect nights when just everything gets done and, um, yeah, man, I would like to have one of those nights tonight. I'm not going to name names, but I think I have a very good crew tonight. Um, and it's, um, you know, I will probably leave for work in about a couple hours. Um, Doug's on his way home with the puppy. And so it's going to get loud then. But sorry, mm-hmm. that was a tangent. But yes, love, absolutely love, love that. And we mm-hmm. did a whole, for our new listeners, um, if people are sticking around for my craziness this long, um, we did an episode on night shift breakfast, post-shift breakfast. So mm-hmm. dig, dig back a little bit. I can yep. actually say that now. Dig back a little bit into our archives. We have yep. a little bit of archives. Just How many episodes archive. do we have now, Adrian? Uh, this, I think at the time of this recording, um, we have... 14 episodes up 
plus like two or three little quickie episodes that are just a few mm-hmm. minutes long. So, um, and then more recording is on the way. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Well, and you're branching out a little bit. You're out doing some outreach. There's some people that are interested in talking to you on the show. Yes, yes. And so um, it's been very slow going because, as I mentioned in a previous episode, I had just like a few weeks of just like kind of chaos in my life where um, I wasn't really communicating with people online as well as I could have been. But the recovery efforts continue. And so um, I will be doing another um, episode this week with someone that I'm very excited excited to talk to. And I'm not going to say any more because... Um, I just, I don't want to give anything away. So that'll be upcoming. <laughs> and then the there secret, are a couple. Super secret, super secret, <laughs> super secret. Super secret. Um, and then also I'm trying to convince a few of my coworkers who I think would be fantastic on the show, but they, they're a little, they're a little shy. They're microphone shy. And so they're like, I don't know, it's going to be weird. And I'm like, if see here's the thing i wish that i could have conversations with fellow nurses and record it without telling them because some of them are like just don't tell me and i'm like yeah but see that's illegal (laughs) i can't just record conversations and then plus how creepy would that be if i came up to people and was like yeah hey you know that awesome conversation we had last tuesday i recorded the whole thing would you mind if i posted it online and people are going to be like what the fuck no so it's this conundrum that I'm in because I feel like I'd have some really great interviews, but people are like, I don't do well with interviews. And I'm like, it's not, it's not an interview. It's a conversation. Just have a conversation with me. Right. We just happen to have a tape recorder running. So right. um, I'm, I'm chiseling away at those folks. But in the meantime, I have um, a lovely group of people that are not mm-hmm. microphone shy that are like, let's do this. So, yes. um, so tell me about your, your numbers lady, like myself, tell me about some of the, okay, the so, things that you're seeing. Yes. And again, I need to do some more research to figure out if there's a better way to gather statistics because I can really only see statistics from the website that hosts our RSS feed. And according to that, we're like approaching, I think, 600 hours. No, hold on. Let me look. So I'm not, so I'm not inflating. 600 hours. Hold on. It might be, it might be closer to five. Let me look. Don't, don't, don't see. This is why. I have my I have my beautiful little iPhone in my hands because without it, it's like I just make things up. I'm like, I don't know. Um, so if I look at our statistics, which this is just one platform, and this is only for people who listen to it on this platform, it doesn't count the like six other platforms that we're on. But we have we're approaching 500 hours of listen time. And let me add this up. And we have over like a thousand downloads on this platform, like uh, closer to eleven hundred downloads. So people are paying attention. We've gotten several reviews on Facebook, which they've all been good reviews. I'm really excited that we haven't drawn in any haters yet. Um, and we've got a couple iTunes uh, reviews. It's kind of slow going, but I get a lot of verbal feedback from people. I get a lot of comments about or texts or whatever. And then I always feel like the a-hole that's like, okay, can you put that in writing and put it on the internet? Because I love hearing you say that, but I need I need proof. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, again, I'll make my, my pledge drive. It's not a pledge drive. I'll make my uh, comment and rating drive 
uh, appeal again and just say, like, guys, go to one of our platforms and say something nice about us. Say something yes. mean about us. Just say something. Just tell anything. me. Just give me tell some me, feedback. Tell me anything. I need to know this information, please. I need. Please. I need to know right. because I, you know, I like what we're doing. I like the topics we're choosing. I like the direction we're going. It's a constant. I mean, it's like uphill growth right now. So it's constantly changing. I've changed the intro. I'm changing the profile photos. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm trying to make it look pretty. The website, yes. I just dressed up the website so you can check out medroomchronicles.com. There's yes. all this stuff that I've been doing and I want yes. people to give me a high five online for it. So, so I was thinking of, because uh, I know you probably have to get going very soon for your dinner. Yes. Yes. Soon. Um, soon yes. I, I was thinking about the last topic that we could really hit home. Sure. Sure. What you got? I was thinking um, along the lines of the satisfying uh, element of the, the IVs and the drain, the drains is um, it is very uh, satisfying when we see the effect of our nursing care on patients. And I'll give you an example oh, of that. Yeah. Um, when a pa- it's so simple, right? When a patient's lungs fill up with fluid and when normal people hear that, they're like, oh, God, what? I'm like, yeah, it's just a little fluid. I mean, everybody's got a little fluid in their lung. No big deal. We'll just get a little Lasix action and just go to town, right? And, and but, there, but there's something to be said about that. It's like, okay, you, you recognize their lungs are filling up, their sats are dropping a bit, they're a little more tachypnic. And then you give them, you you suggest that med to the physician. They're like, yeah, sounds good. Looks like their kidney function's okay. They've been peeing. Okay, let's give them 20 of IV Lasix right now. Two hours later, their lungs are fine. They're sleeping like a baby. And look at you. You've just made a difference in someone's life by potentially preventing pneumonia. And their lungs are feeling better. So it's like stuff like that is very satisfying. When you make connections in a patient's situation, you recommend treatment, you take action upon it, and people, you know – benefit from that and that's very uh, appealing to me and then and then not only do you feel the joy of knowing that that person is doing better and that they're not suddenly on a one-way ticket to icu but also then i feel like I feel like then, you know, other, um, at least the team that I work with, people are like, good catch, or tell me how you figured that out, because I want to be able to catch that next time, or whatever the case may be. And then you kind of, you walk a little taller, you know, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you got a little bounce in your step. People are like, hey, can you help me turn my patient? And you're like, yes, I can, because I am having a good night. Yes. Um, yes. And then, and then you know, when you're really lucky and you know, I don't, I don't want to humble brag here, but I'm gonna, I got a little, I got a nomination for a Daisy award along with two of my, two of my coworkers, um, who, uh, I'm not going to name them because I don't know if I have their permission, but basically our nurse manager got three Daisy award nominations all in the same week. Um, and so that for those who don't know Daisy award, it, uh, it was, you know, started on behalf of a a patient. Um, I don't know a lot about the award, but it's basically like the way that families and patients can recognize a nurse for doing something extraordinary. And so we all got a little Daisy nomination. Um, and with it came a, a note, uh, from the family. This was, uh, this was from like over a year ago. That this that they just after a year of what? yeah they just wrote it was dated just a 
couple months ago. Um, but this uh-huh. patient, I remember the patient. I remember the family. It was a really special experience. Um, it it resulted with a lot of kind of peace and closure for a family. That's all I'll say. But they basically wrote about me and they said that they were able to do certain things because they trusted me and because they knew that I was going to. And literally the phrase they used was she kept her promise. Mm. And I don't promise a lot. There are things you cannot promise. You cannot promise people will get better. You cannot promise therapies will go a certain way. But I promise I'm attentive. If I tell you I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it. And if I can't do it, I'm going to tell you as soon as I figure out I can't do it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but the, but the bottom line is um, the warm fuzzy that I felt from having, and it doesn't even have to be an official award, just someone saying to me, you did a really good job there or that's the most beautiful IV dressing I've seen in a long time. (laughs) Or even when your patient, this is, Oh, this is probably, this is my in this category of like really feeling good about things. We see people with a lot of chronic pain and our hospital beds, though supposedly comfortable and good for pressure relief, People can't get comfortable. And when you've got an injury and you're sick and you're not at home, it's hard to get mm-hmm. comfy. But mm-hmm. when I can go into a patient who's been restless and they've been like kicking the pillows off and like, you know, they're just they're not they they just seem like they're uncomfortable. You can tell that they're just not settled and they're in distress. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then you go in. You dose medication appropriately, you tuck the pillows just so, you say the right things, you change the environment of the room, at least this is for me at night, you know? Mm-hmm. And then that patient looks calm and they fall asleep, even if it's only for a short time. Those are the victories where I'm like, fuck yeah, I took those pillows just where they needed to be. <laughs> And I've even, and I've even said, <laughs> and here's, here's how much more ridiculous this gets. I've even said to patients, patients that are like, let me, let me reposition you. And they're like, yeah, we tried that. It doesn't work. And I say, let me try let, it. And I'll oh, usually try to make oh, a joke out you. of it. I've got like, you. And I always say, if you hate it, we can undo it. But yeah. let me try because this is one of my skills. <laughs> Which oh. is true. I feel like ergon- oh, I am oh, I am the ergonomic pillow tucker. Because here's the thing: you should see my bed. I sleep with like seven hundred and fifty-eight thousand pillows when I'm alone in the bed. Yeah. So, oh, that's so I know. I um, know where those pillows need to go. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <laughs> oh, that is so funny. You know, I, I was just... I was just thinking, first of all, I can imagine you someone saying that and you giving them this like slight wave of your hair. <laughs> oh, I've got yeah. you. Dude. I've got you. Okay. Let me yes. take care of your pillow yes. needs. I'm Nurse Adrian. <laughs> well, 
well, now seconds. you're making it creepy. Now you're no. making it weird. No, no, it's I not think it's like, awesome. I think no. it's super awesome. But I was also thinking, you, I could totally relate to this because I had a guy that in nursing school, and he had like osteoarthritis slash RA slash all of his bones out were yeah. swollen, his neck was screwed up, and you know we we just couldn't get this guy comfortable. But by excuse me, little burp action. By the time I was done with him, I had the same mentality. I was like, oh, I got you, sir. Let me take care of you. And he was – it was like he was in a throne of pillows and he <laughs> slept like a baby. You know, it's so funny. We talk about the things that we do with meds, but it's, we don't talk about the independent nursing actions that we do that really make a difference, right? I am so big on non-pharmacological methods. Um, And, you know, yeah, some, (laughs) anyway, yes, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Those interventions are so vital. Like all the shit that you do, that's not just pumping shit into people's veins, Um, which sometimes you have to do that. Yes. But, but yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I give an example. I, you know, we use a lot of narcotics, muscle relaxers, gabapentin, Tylenol, et cetera, um, in trauma. But something very simple is heat packs. I mean, heat packs are a dime a dozen. They don't cause respiratory depression or constipation or any of those other crazy side effects of narcotics, too. And it's amazing what a little heat can do to people or a little reposition or simply, you know, holding someone's hand when they are in pain. And and honestly, and the other thing is, is that I'm sorry, but I will always argue this. Okay, you could be having the busiest freaking shift of your life. Mm -hmm. And you need to think about long term versus short term. There are some circumstances where you can't stop to do extra stuff. But I am a proponent of rubbing, therapeutically rubbing the thing that is hurting. Okay, so if somebody is telling me my lower back is killing me, honest to God, I'm going to rub your back for three to four minutes. It might Mm -hmm. only be three to four minutes, Mm -hmm. but that is going to one, it's going to show you that I give a shit enough to stop for three to four minutes when I'm sweating and running. Mm -hmm. And two, yeah, those are three to four minutes that maybe I could spend doing something else, but that also might alleviate three or four call lights that Mm -hmm. might alleviate that patient feeling like I'm not paying attention to them and that might settle them down. Mm -hmm. So there's so much to be said for thinking about, can I take an extra 120 to 240 seconds <laughs> and potentially make the rest of my night a little bit better? So, and and then also the layering. I'm going to, sir, we are going to take a multimodal approach. You say that shit to people and they're like, oh, a multimodal approach. I'm going to give you Tylenol or fill in the blank of whatever the appropriate pain reliever is. I'm going to give you Tylenol. We're going to, I don't say I'm going to turn you. I say, I'm going to fluff your pillows. I'm going to put, I'm going to put a heat pack. And then when the heat pack has been on for this amount of time, then we're going to do a little bit of a night. You know, you like, you make it sound like you have created a luxury package of pain relief for them. You don't just say you want a heat, you want, you want, yeah. a, heat, you want a heat pack because people go, no, that doesn't work. Well, when was the last time you had a heat pack? Uh, I haven't. Well, then how the fuck do you know it doesn't work? So yeah. So honestly, Adrian, I at the at the same time, um, 
I've I lack in adding those sexy adjectives to my my, pay pack, <laughs> my package. Multimodal um, approach. Multi, I honestly I've never said multimodal because I don't know. I it's, you know this is where <laughs> this is where this is where nurses have to be salespeople. You have to say, oh, you don't want to take your uh your warfarin for your your AFib with RVR. Well, you know what. Let's talk about why this is exactly what you want. For $9.99, you too cannot die of a deadly oh arrhythmia. Oh. So you've got to find, you may, you may not have sexy ways of doing it, but you might have your own approach. Whatever that is, you might not even realize I, what it is. I, I, I do have an approach. I, I take a lot of time explaining to them the risk-benefit type of thing. Yeah. Uh, but don't get me wrong. If people are still going to be a little stupid and not take their AFib or not take their cardiac meds or not put on their oxygen, don't get me wrong. I've gone down the road or, or not wear their braces. Oh, here's right. a good example. Let's talk about a trauma population that's like, I don't want to wear my PMT collar anymore. Oh, I don't want to wear my TLS. So brace, and I'm like, oh, oh, okay. You have a C1 fracture, sir. Uh, hey, don't get me wrong. How do you, I how have do you no... feel about moving your arms? Are no, you no, 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 no. This, this is, this is, Adrian. This is medicine. I'm telling you, this would work every single time. They're like, you, you simply just say, um, you know what? Uh, do you not want an erection ever again? And, and it works every <laughs> single time. I guarantee you, no matter what for, the for, age. For our penis having. Uh, no, penis. this is yeah. This is a yeah. It obviously for females that's not going to work. But when you talk about how it's going to affect the penis, I'm telling you, it works every time, all the time, every day, 365, <laughs> baby. And I've honestly, I've only had to go there once because this person was extremely stubborn. But you better believe it shut him up. And ultimately, Boom, done. done. Boom. <laughs> but then, but this guy was being so stupid. I'm like, you need this on. You want? Do you want to walk again? Do you? Do you want to? And so, anyway, I I'm, I don't like going down that road because I feel like there's a better way. But sometimes people just need there tough is. love, and, but, and know, giving it to other, people, they need it. The other the other thing that I'll say, it's the same approach that I take when I feel like a physician isn't listening to me. I say something like. I find this really kind of troubling or I'm really worried about you or that kind of scares me that you won't do that. I mean, if we're to the point where they're like really refusing something that's very important, mm -hmm. then I have no problem saying that really makes me worried. Like as your mm -hmm. nurse, you're kind of mm -hmm. scaring me by making that choice. I encourage you like you can you can make that choice. But I've even said, I think I once with a patient, I was joking around with him and we had a really good rapport, but I actually used a phrase that you used in one of our earlier, a statement that you used in our earlier episodes. And you said, if a nurse and a team of doctors are telling you to do something, it's probably in your best interest to do it. Like <laughs> if we're trying to help you not die, right. probably you should listen to us. Um, and right. so I said that to a patient. He was like, well, do I, he was joking around and he was like, well, do I have to take that? And I was like, if there's, cause the, there are like a, a team of doctors had just rounded and mm -hmm. he was like, well, should I do that? And I said, if a, if a, team of doctors all agree that this is the best thing for you they're not getting paid any extra regardless of what answer they give you like they're being serious like right. um 
And people usually go, oh, oh yeah. Because yeah. mm. if you say, I'm your nurse and I think you should do this, or like, well, who the fuck are you? You're just a nurse. Go get me my juice. Um, <laughs> but some, yeah. peop- some people, but some people, if you're like, you're making me or I've even said to patients that won't wear their BiPAP and actually it works. Oh my God. I have to be really careful about how I say it and who I say it to, but it's worked three times in the last like 60 days on me, which is pretty good. Cause usually there was the success rate is zero. When people don't want to wear their CPAP, they don't. But I will even say to people like, like I had a lady who was like desatting pretty hardcore. Um, and I said to her, I was like, I mean, I talked to her. We had done education. She agreed at one point. And then when it was time to actually put the mask on, she was like, hell no. Well, she kept desatting. And I went in the room. I let the alarm keep going off. And I turned the monitor to her. And I said, I don't want to have to code you tonight. Will you please wear your mask? <laughs> that, that ma- and, I don't, and I don't usually take those scare tactics. But yeah. she was like desatting into the 70s with a good pleth. Yeah. And so I was like, once you get to that like 80, 70, 74, so, no, you're like, I'm setting up the Ambu bag, honey. So you probably should put your mask on. Yeah. Like, don't make yeah. me do this. Like there right. is, or I'll say to people like, the road out of the hospital is through that mask. So let's figure out <laughs> what you need because you don't realize yeah. how, because there's on one hand, there's the scariness of like, are you actually going to suffocate in your sleep because mm-hmm. you're a stubborn SOB. And then on the mild end, it's, I have been silencing your pulse oximetry alarm every 30 seconds for the last nine and a half hours. Put on the fucking mask. Yes. Like, so yes. wherever I am on that spectrum, I try to do really good education. <laughs> I try to give them the benefit of the mm. doubt. But then I'm basically like, do you see that number on the monitor? That's supposed yeah. to be like 25 points higher than it is right now. So, And I'm right. always calm. I never go in and I'm like, oh, my God, you got to put your mask on. But mm. I'm like, as your nurse, this is the time. Like now right. <laughs> and right. for hours, right. not for 20 right. minutes. They'll be like, oh, I'm right. done. I wore it. <laughs> yeah, I wish people no. saw your facial reaction because I'm gonna I'm gonna see if I can describe it. <laughs> you, just, you just gave me kind of a please, really. To, you you wore it, please. Come, come on. on, you, you get Aren't ten really, minutes. Ten minutes. I, I know. I know. I've explained to you about forty times how this works, and you like. Well, yeah, we we've been over this. No. We, All right. Adrian, yeah. <laughs> we, need, we need to get to a point where we where we're just going to record these, right? That's that's what's going to happen. What pe- that pe- means is I just need to clean my room. I mean, we could post this. I have no I no, but okay. So the room that I'm in right now is my lab, yeah. my quote yeah. unquote. I have my makeup table to the left. I have my crammed full art supply table to the right. My desk in front of me, and my closet behind me. Is this, this is, the the official? studio at this no, point no this is just my this is my my den slash office slash oh. woman cave um i have much prettier places in my house i could record but this is just where my computer always happens to be sitting so oh, i see okay because i feel like every time we talk i'm in a different location of your house yes yes <laughs> it just you know i i i'm i'm a weird creature i sometimes work in the kitchen sometimes on the couch in bed but when i'm doing this sort of thing i like to have a table because otherwise my camera would be jostling all over the place so i'm really doing it so that you don't get seasick talking to me 
Right. So I can post this as long as, you know, as long as people aren't in the comments, like, God, clean your room. Because really, it's just, it's my makeup table and my art supplies, which, you know, it's just a lot of. Mm-hmm. Lot, do, lot do you have to get going for work? Um, let's see. It is five to five. Um, I'm already dressed. All I have to do is put on scrubs and go. So I've got a little mm-hmm. more time. The mm-hmm. thing that's killing me right now is I, my stomach is growling. Like if I put my microphone down to my stomach, yeah. it would be scary. It's monster yeah. growly. All right, guys, that is, I think that's a pretty good list. Yeah, that was pretty good for uh, things we love about nursing part one. Yeah. Uh, and and I and I I want to apologize from the depths of my 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 heart because I was a total and utter zombie when we first started. I'm like, hi, my name is Andrew, and so it, it, needless to say, I am much here's, awake here's, awake now. You're you're fantastic. You're a good sport for hopping out of bed and on the mic. <laughs> um, I will I will say though, it's just it it keeps adding to the authenticity of this show. We are not in a recording studio. We are not scripting these things. This is real life. We are actual nurses. So that's, you know, that's what I keep preaching. So we've so far, we've like tried to record when you were driving state to state with mixed results because of reception. We've done it when you've been out of town and you've had to go to the big box mart at five in the morning to get a headset. Mm-hmm. I've recorded in the car. Um, I've recorded <laughs> when I'm still in my robe. Um, I've yeah. recorded before work, after work. On the way to work. <laughs> yes. So, you know, so far we have not gotten any hate mail about the casualness of our recordings, but this is yes. real life. This is this is what it's like to be a nurse. Sometimes you oversleep. And initially, just to just to wrap it up to share with our, our listeners, I think I actually sent you kind of a mad uh, text message. I was like, I got out of bed for this. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. I was very offended, Adrian. Clearly, I'm so offended right now. But, no, but, but I know, felt, yeah, yeah. No, I get it. And then, I mean, and then like five seconds after I sent it, I was like, well, I oversleep all the time. It's the life of a night shift nurse. It happens. So, right. Yeah. So thank, thanks to all of our li- forgiving listeners and our family and friends who put up with our erratic, crazy ass sleep cycles. I told Doug right. I have no circadian rhythm left. I slept for 17 hours on my day off. I got up to pee once. <laughs> that kind of sounds like a nurse. Yeah, we, we're just we're all over the place. But, uh, you know, I'm amazed that you said what you said, five, six hundred hours now. I mean, we we have a yeah, really. We're approaching, we're we're like we're in the four eighties, so we're approaching. 480s, 480s. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty solid. And when we started this like two easy. months ago. Uh yeah, this the first the first uh recording was September sixth. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That is so amazing. Almost exactly that's, two months ago. Yeah, it it's just been progressively growing and growing. And I, I really don't see why it will it will stop unless we stop doing it. Yeah. <laughs> unless unless I just continue to oversleep and not get episodes posted. Right, right. <laughs> so I am very excited to keep doing this. I hope folks find it entertaining Same. and I really enjoy it. And I hope it find it not only entertaining but also helpful in some fashion, kind of a way to um, you know, come into our world, enjoy uh, our experiences and maybe learn something and maybe just feel better about your nursing practice because we are real people here (laughs) we are real people we talk about you know interesting and just um 
real topics that we all face as nurses. And I hope that people find it helpful. Agreed. And I just, on on a final note before we say goodbye, I would just like to point out our listeners won't see this unless we actually post video on YouTube, but we started this call (laughs) in daylight. (laughs) It is now five o'clock in the Midwest and you are almost in entire darkness. I can only see your face from the glow Mm -hmm. of your TV screen and my twink and my twinkle lights behind me are starting to gain some luminosity. Um, But I just want to say this is you guys, everybody else is getting home, having dinner with their families, winding down. The moon is up and it is time for me to go. So, yep. Yep. <laughs> all right. Well, well, thank you, Adrian. And thanks for having me uh, you know, talk with you today. And I look forward to our next talk later on. Yeah. Thanks for listening, guys. Go to MedroomChronicles.com and find us everywhere that we exist on the Internet. Um, Listen, share. And for the love of God, give us some comments. All right. That's all I'll say. Peace out, guys. Happy nursing. Medroom Chronicles. We may be uncensored, but we are not unfiltered. Protected health information has been changed and concealed to comply with HIPAA of 1996. The things we talk about are combinations of years of experience with thousands of patients. Things we've read stories we've heard. If you think we're talking about you, trust me, we're not. Also, we're real nurses here to provide accurate and helpful info, but don't take us as fact without doing your own research. Refer to your state's board of nursing, practice acts, and your institution's policies and procedures if you have questions about your practice. Lastly, our very strong opinions are ours alone and do not reflect those of our employers or educational institutions. Thanks for listening and happy nursing, guys.